Welcome to uh, another episode of Living Lives with Khalid. My guest today is someone very dear to me, Tanya Hope. She is an Hi, actress. you guys. <laughs> hey, Tanya. Uh, she up? is an actress in Bollywood and she is from Bangalore. And uh, I thought it would be really fun to have her on the podcast. Thank you for joining. Thank you for having me. I'm so, uh, I feel so nice that I actually made it to your list of guests that you want to interview. Of course, That's nice. Of course. <laughs> what do you mean? You had to be. Um, so I was just wondering, uh, how's it back? Because you just got back from Dubai to India. How has that been? Yeah, it, it's good. It's good. I mean, I had to rush back because I thought that I had a shoot, but it got postponed again. So I'm really bummed. And like all of my friends, they're like, why the hell did you leave so early? And like my family's like, man, just come back. But no, it's fine. I'm just going to stick it out and stay yeah. here and finish my did, shoot. And then, yeah. Did they give you another date? or Because with Corona now, I guess yeah. Yeah, um, it just it's just been postponed to like uh, the first week of October. Okay, so, so you've got a month to kill. I'm probably gonna yeah, I'm probably gonna be um, working on my birthday, which is a good thing. I like that always. So yeah, yeah. I actually yeah. do know that about you, which is which goes. Yeah, we're gonna I jump. love working on my birthday. How come? What's what? What does that stem from? Um, I don't know. I just I don't know what it is. I just feel like you know. Um, I just feel like a fish out of water everywhere, you know, like the only place that I feel like I really belong is like on set. And so mm-hmm. I like being there on my birthday. It like, yeah. That's awesome. Gives me, some, gives me some sense of like purpose and belonging and, you know, it's nice. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. you've always been the type of person, not only on your birthday, I feel like you always, we were discussing this last time I saw you, you love having, knowing your schedule and knowing when you're going to work. You yeah. can only take yeah. a break. Yeah. When you know you're when you're going to go back to work. Otherwise, Absolutely. that break is not a break. Absolutely. Like, only if I know that I have my next project signed, can I honestly relax? Like, if I finish, like, shooting three movies at a time and I have, like, a couple of months off, but I haven't signed my next project, like, I will be freaking out and I will <laughs> not be able to relax. So, yeah, that's why, um, I mean, the lockdown was relaxing, but it wasn't at the same time because I didn't know when I was going to work again. And that was Mm -hmm. really freaking me the hell out. So, yeah. And have you been this way since you were a kid or is this something you developed? Um, No, I think think I've developed it since I started working in the entertainment industry or the film industry because things are so volatile here, right? Like you never know when you're never going to work again or you never know when you're going to work again. So... I think um, since I've joined the film industry, I've had it. Yeah, yeah. Which yeah, is a good thing yeah. to have because you're absolutely dedicated to it. Oh, we lost your video there. Okay, there we go. Have it back. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's really good to have that mentality because that way people can know you're passionate. You're also out there putting yourself yeah. out there to get as many opportunities as possible, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And how does it work? Do you push your agent to find you new uh, new uh, gigs or do you get out, start auditioning? So, how does it work for you? So actually, I just joined uh, the film industry and I started doing films in 2016. So it's pretty much just been like five years for me. And I've been really lucky in the sense that every movie has led to the, the next movie. So I will either work with that same director in the next movie or the same producer in the next movie or like the actor will recommend me to the next movie. So each project has just led to the other. Mm-hmm. So that way I've been lucky. So yeah. 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 And, and you've had, you've done 10 movies so far, I believe, right? Yeah, I've done 10 movies so far. Yeah, That's a lot. Because <laughs> if you take this year, most of it we were in lockdown. So in four years, you've done 10 movies. That's... 
Yeah. It's quite an achievement. Yeah, weirdly, <laughs> I mean, I'm really happy that uh, three of my releases happened before the lockdown. So I already re- released three movies this year, so I'm okay. I'm happy. That's awesome. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. How did yeah. you Cuz you couldn't launch in the movies, right? Did you launch it over stream or how did you guys adjust to to the whole situation? The thing is that uh, two of them launched in January. So we got like a full cinema theater release. And uh, one movie released on the 13th of March and then we went to lockdown in the 15th. So it was just in the cinemas for like two days and then we had to pull it out. Mm. And then we got on, I mean, it went on to Amazon and they started streaming it. I mean, uh, um, showing it on the, on like cable television. And so that's how everyone could see it. But it's fine. Like I'm happy at least everyone saw it, you know? Yeah. It's okay. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's, it's one of, I, I feel like if you're acting or if I was in a movie, I would, and it was completed, I would be so annoyed if it got postponed like six months because it's already yeah. done, right? And that's like, happened wanna, to so many people, man. I, I know. feel so bad for them. Yeah. I know. It almost happened to The Tenant. Have you seen that yet? Or? No, I haven't seen it, but we were talking about it. Yeah. In the yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really, I was still mind blown when I saw you after that movie. But so basically the studio told him, because they postponed it three weeks and then they came back okay. to Christopher Nolan and they're like, we're going to postpone it months. And he's like, if you postpone it, oh, okay. I'm never going to make a movie for you again. <laughs> so they're like, oh, oh shit. You know? Yeah, because he's, I mean, everything he touches is successful, right? It's, it's yeah, yeah, yeah. He did so many different other movies. So mm-hmm. it's good when you have that at least leverage against, you know, not yeah. against, but working for you. Yeah. yeah. So, so, you know, I just saw this movie on Amazon uh, okay, so I'm not a movie person. Like I don't watch movies, and I know ironic. that sounds really con- no. So I know that sounds really weird and confusing. But please let me explain myself. So I, I don't watch new series and movies at all, mm-hmm. and I'll tell you why. Because um, I think it was maybe three days ago um, where my friends forced me to watch this movie uh, called See You Soon. It's an Indian movie. It's a Malayalam movie. And it was just fantastically made. Like it was such a fantastically made movie and I loved it. But it was about, um, I think, sex trafficking and stuff that happens in Dubai. Uh, it was just a story about that. And it, it like the story was so troubling like what yeah. happened to the girl was so incredibly troubling. I'm still not over it. Like I'm still like suffering anxiety from what the hell I saw. You know what I mean? Well, like you chose I, to watch a negative after, movie. After, <laughs> no, that's the thing that I, I, I didn't think that it was going to be a negative movie. I thought that it was just mm-hmm. like some movie full of suspense. Like it didn't tell you that it was about sex trafficking either. Yeah. But then I finished watching that movie and I just had so much anxiety. Like I couldn't even breathe that entire evening. Oh, wow. And uh, yeah. yeah, and I just feel like it's just going to be weighing on me till the end of the month. And movies and like shows and all this and media get to me so much that I feel like sometimes I just have to protect myself from it. Mm-hmm. So that's why I only just watch like comedies or like, you know, just funny stuff and yeah. You know what I mean? Well, you should, I mean, yeah. you should do, because the thing is you can't watch a movie knowing the ending. That kind of ruins half the fun, right? Yeah, yeah. So you got to be careful. I have so much anxiety yeah. about it. Yeah, so. yeah. I mean, I, I felt similar things to what you're talking to, but in a positive way where I would watch a movie and it would be so exceptional that mm. I would be in awe of the story like three weeks later. You know, I'm like, how did yeah, they even that's... think of that? Like, what did just happen? And you know me, that's my imagination always, is like, yeah. like I swear you could put on, you could put a positive spin on even like a pandemic or like a freaking <laughs> hurricane. So yeah. I mean, it becomes easier when you just accept, right? You just go with the flow. 
everything is happening for me, never against me. And yeah, you know, even when shitty things happen, which it does quite more often than you would think, but it's just like, all right, you know what? I can't change the situation. There's no point in being mad at it. You know, that's why. Yeah. Absolutely. I completely agree that everything happens for your best interest. And, um, you know, but uh, for me, it's like the the trouble with the anxiety when dealing with it, you know, because, mm-hmm. yeah. Do you have a specific I mean, methodology I know, on how to deal with it for you, for Tanya? Because no, I know every person is different. No, I don't. I don't have any way of dealing with my anxiety. And Not sometimes yet. it's like crippling. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, I have yeah. faith in you. I have faith in you. I think mm. you'll figure it out. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so sure. I think this is a great segue because one of the main reasons I wanted you also on the podcast is because you have had a lot of obstacles and challenges that you had to circum. Um, your family didn't exactly align on you being an actress and you studied mm. uh, uni in England and uh, your dad is a very successful businessman and you were supposed yeah. to join the family business. And so... Yeah. I would love to talk about the challenges you faced. What gave you the courage? Because you're one of the most courageous people I know to pursue something you love and to not only pursue it, but uh, kick ass at it. So can we start by... Thank you. Of course. Give credit when it's due. And so so I wanted to start with... um, a little bit of background so the viewers could understand a little bit of who Tanya Hope was when she was growing up and uh, what made you, how was your experience with the corporate world and what made you decide to leave? So let's just start with uh, young Tanya uh, going to study and what your dreams were growing up, if, if you had any, because a lot of people don't know. And then, yeah. yeah. I don't think that I had any dreams growing up. Like I didn't think that I wanted to be this. I wanted to be that. Um, there was nothing, there's nothing specific that I remember that jumps, uh, jumps out at me that I wanted to be. But um, I was a really fat kid, like really, really fat. And I would get bullied a lot. Uh, and um, um, I sort of started withdrawing into myself. And um yeah, that's pretty much my childhood. I didn't have many friends and stuff in school and all of this. Did I was that just last by myself. High school or? Um, no, I think it got better in high school and then it got better in uni as well. And now it is, but it happened when I was a kid. So I think that always stays with me, you know? Mm-hmm. So now if anyone like ever like laughs at me or, you know, uh, says something like nasty or something like that. Or if someone says something nasty to someone else in front of me, it get, it like triggers me, you know, it gets me really worked up. Like I, I, I still don't feel like I've healed that. And I feel like me being bullied as a kid has fueled my ambition like crazy. Yeah. Like I honestly feel like that was a catalyst to like me being so ambitious um, and like, you know, never having any friends and stuff like this. I, it, it definitely like fueled my ambition. And then um, I think after uni, I joined my Wait, father. I'm going to pause you for, for just a second because I want to talk a little bit about the bullying because I think that's something that a lot of people are going through. So I think we should at least dive a little bit deeper into it because also, yeah, I, don't know, yeah. I don't know if you know this, but I was also bullied. Uh, oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Did I not tell you this before? No. I think I was, did. so I was bullied, I want to say middle school and early high school. I think uh, going to Switzerland, summer camp or school or whatever you want to call it, really changed my perspective because then I realized, Mm -hmm. but for me, it wasn't crippling as much as when I came back, I realized, 
people don't know shit because I'm fucking cool. Yeah. <laughs> so when I came back, I was like, you know what? Like they don't know what they're talking about. They're missing out on a lot. And that's when I think it changed because I wasn't very popular in my school, but I was popular in three mm. other schools. So I kind of branched out to people <laughs> different Wow, schools, okay. Which was, you know, so for me, the bullying became more of a first because I did- Positive think, thing. Uh, yeah. At first, I did feel bad about it. And I did feel like, oh, shit, I'm not worth much. Da, 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 da. But then I realized that just because a lot of people are saying something doesn't make it necessarily true. And that was my mm-hmm. biggest epiphany from bullying is that yeah. people don't know, you know, much at that age. And they're, they have all these thoughts and they think, oh, it's going to be cool to do this, to say this, da, 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 da. People are laughing. That means I just said something not correct so they continue on that pattern but uh i think also when you get older like you said high school and uni that whole thing is just gone because you don't really face that so for anyone listening who is bullied right now it's gonna get better life is amazing and there's so much shit to do and you can change it to something positive like tanya did or like i did absolutely i think everyone who's bullied like um it just makes them reach into some place inside themselves. That's why they become like, they like explode, you know, later in life. Mm-hmm. I honestly feel like, like some of my worst experiences has driven me so much, like in anything, even like whether it's my ambition or let, whether it's like, you know, making myself better or just like healing or just like, mm-hmm. you know, um, it really, all of the most negative experiences in my life, like the most emotionally turbulent and challenging times, like including this bullying thing, I feel like, that has been my biggest strength to push me. Like if everything was just fine and just happy, like I'd be happy just being where I was, you know what I mean? But I keep pushing my boundaries and I keep like testing myself. Everything, something really heartbreaking happens or every time like, you know, um, like, like this happens, like I get bullied or something. It really just pushes me to like, uh, explore my limits, you know, and that's actually, it, it contributes so much more than we know. And I think we, when we look back at it, we realize it, but when it's happening to us, we don't see it, but yeah. these experiences contribute so much to our personalities mm-hmm. and the person that we become. And, uh, more often than not, it's quite, it's quite positive. These yeah. are positive things for sure. I- and like you said, when you're in the moment, you never know whether something is positive or negative, right? Because yeah. you don't see the long-term yeah. consequences of an event. So even though it feels yeah. pretty bad to be bullied, you don't understand yeah. the merit and, and yeah. the benefits that are going to come. And that's something I think yeah. you're very good at as well, Tanya. Is yeah, you're going to come back. out stronger. Yeah, mm-hmm. you're going to come out stronger, like so much stronger. Like every human being is just built that way, you know? Like yeah. every human being is like built for survival. So mm-hmm. you're going to survive it. You yes, know? it's and all you mentality. Will out a way. You just have to yeah, want to. You your subconscious will like figure out a way to survive it. Like you don't even have to try. And so, yeah. Failure is yeah. never durable, ever. Mm. Which is something that we're going to touch on later because in your career, yeah. that happened to you in multiple points, not only the bullying. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah. So for anyone, just before we move from bullying, uh, keep your head up smile, get through it. And, and, you know, sometime like now looking back at it, some of the kids that tried to bully me back then, I respect today and they respect me as individuals. I mean, after we both matured, you get to this level of understanding where someone that you, you might have not liked is actually someone you respect yeah. and who respects you back. So people change, people grow up and things will get better. And yeah, if they absolutely. don't just remove yourself from that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And, totally. Uh, yeah. And to all the kids being bullied, man, all of those guys who are bullying you are going to end up working for you anyway. So, uh, <laughs> whatever. Exactly. <laughs> At least for the most part. 
But uh, yeah, so now we move to Tanya going to college. Let's let's hear that yeah. story. Uh, there's not much to tell. It was fun. I enjoyed myself. Yeah. I went to England yeah. for three years. I studied international relations and yeah, that was, that was it. That was it. Yeah. I still didn't know what I wanted to do. Like I still was so unsure about what I wanted to do. Um, so yeah, nothing life-changing happened in college. Did you but, have a lot of uh, different groups of friends or was it one group that you I stuck did. to? Or, yeah. I did. I did. I, I had one group that I stuck to and uh, mostly all of them were from Cyprus. The, um, um, they would speak like Greek around me all the time. <laughs> and then I had uh, my best friend who was half Japanese and half Filipino. So mm. yeah, we're still a Dutch and I love her. Yeah, Hi, and, you're, and you're supposed to go to the... <laughs> Shout out to you and, and all the secret <laughs> friends. Especially the one getting married soon. Uh, Tanya wants to be there super, super badly. Who's getting married soon? You told me, you know, your friend. She's married. Oh, she's married. Yeah. Congrats. I so, man, I was so sad I couldn't make it there. I saw all of her wedding pictures and I'm yeah. like, damn. <laughs> You're there in spirit. Though. I'm sure she did. Yeah. I'm sure she, she looked did. She so beautiful. <laughs> um, so... Now we go to you starting your uh, your career, your corporate career with your dad, mm. who is a businessman, I believe, in real estate, correct? <clears throat> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so you got into yeah. real estate. What was your experience like? And uh, yeah. So I think after uni, I had no idea what the hell I wanted to do. So I automatically, by default, just joined the family business. And I was working in my father's company for about six months. And... um I was learning about real estate and I was learning about how the company works and all of this. But um, somewhere inside, I just felt like, man, this is just not for me. Mm -hmm. And um, I know my father because, you know, I know him, we're close. And I know that he likes his things done in a particular way. Mm -hmm. And I respect that. That's probably why he's such a successful man right now, because he knows what he wants and he knows how to get it. And he knows you know, who to put where in his company mm-hmm. to get it done. And um, I just, I don't mean this in a negative way, but I just didn't want to live under somebody's shadow like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. I just felt like my personality uh, is not going to be able to flourish if I'm under this um, umbrella. Mm-hmm. Like I felt inside that I need to move out. I need to make a name for myself and I have to start doing things that I like and that I want and that make me feel alive. Mm -hmm. Um, At the same time, I do recognize that he has an absolutely amazing platform, you know, his company and it can reach heights and we can contribute so much to the world. And I absolutely acknowledge that. And my brother and my sister who are currently in the business, they are like flourishing with it. I mean, they they have really been able to utilize the platform my dad has given them. And they're honestly doing super well and they are doing things for the world. That is absolutely fantastic. Yeah. Like affordable housing and all of this, but I just felt for me, like my personality, I'm not going to be able to flourish in that environment. So I had to step out. And when I did, it ended the relationship that I had with my father and we were extremely close. Um, when I decided to move out of the company, I honestly still at that point didn't know what I wanted to do, but I just knew that I had to move out. Yeah. Um, so um, I joined the Miss India pageant. Um, there was no real big reasoning behind it. It was just that, um, it was just like I needed a platform to launch my career and I'm going to use this one. Yeah. 
And so I went to a pageant training school and I, I, I did the pageant and, and then my, my father found out that I did. Um, I didn't tell him because I was scared. I didn't tell him that I was going to join the pageant because I mean, if I were to tell you honestly, it was because I was scared. Yeah. And I thought that he would like consciously try and stop me. Mm-hmm. So I just went and I did it without him knowing. And, um, and it was crazy by the way, how we hid it from him, like me and my sister and my mom, we properly like hid it from him. And, uh, the day that it came in, like the newspapers of all of the girls in, in the Miss India pageant, like all of our faces would come and my, my mom and my sister knew that he was going to see it. So we like, um, uh, all of the papers, all of the newspapers that would come into the house and into his entire office, which is four floors. My sister went at five o'clock in the morning and she took all of the papers out no. of the house and out of the office. She went and collected the entire bunch so that <laughs> nobody in the office or at home would see. Shout out, Amanda. That is I sisterhood. Know. Wow. I know. I know. That's it's amazing. Crazy. Yeah. It's yeah. crazy. And imagine this, all right? Like one of the colleagues was flying from, I think, Delhi to Bangalore and he saw it because he was on the plane and he was reading the newspaper on the plane and he saw it and he saw me and he saw my name and he was oh, like, what? And then as soon as he landed, he called my dad and he's like, um, your kid is in the Miss India pageant. Did you know that? And uh, I think that's when my dad found out, but he never confronted me about it. Mm. But then after I finished the pageant and I didn't win, um, which was heartbreaking, but hey, yeah. anyway. You got you got um, second place, I believe, right? Or no, no, no. I came third? like fifth or something. Oh, fifth. Okay. Yeah. But that must have been tough because you're in front of a huge crowd, no? And the newspapers yeah. and... And all of that. But I saw also online you won some sort of Miss India, right? For a town or something? or For Calcutta, yeah. It was yeah. a city pageant. Yeah. City pageant. So then, um, yeah. So then I went and I spoke to my father after the pageant was done. And I came back home. And he was like, um, look, you know, um, I'm really disappointed that you didn't tell me all of this and stuff. And he's like, you'll just have to, it was a long conversation, but basically the gist of it was just that, you know, you'll have to choose me or you'll have to choose your, this career path. And, um, even though it was heartbreaking to like, not no longer have a relationship with him, I just knew that it was something that I had to do for myself, you know, even if it's just to like, like, you know, just be like, no man, like I got to be independent and I have to be able to take my decisions myself. Yeah. You know, and I just didn't want to be like bogged down by this emotional, uh, this of emotional course. thing. And I, yeah, it was just a stance that I had to take for my independence. Like it was so necessary for me because I felt like I've constantly been bullied into everything. And I had just reached a point where I'm like, no man, I'm not going to let anyone bully me again. Whether it's my mom or my, my dad or my siblings or whatever, I'm not going to be bullied. And then I was just like, uh, Papa, I'm so sorry. I'm not doing this to you. I'm doing this for myself. I have to do it for myself. And then our relationship ended. And then I moved to Bombay and my mom was supporting me because obviously I wasn't making any money at that point. Mm-hmm. And then as soon as I moved to Bombay, like I got my first movie and then I got my second and my third. And then I eventually became financially independent. And um, I'm so lucky that it worked out. I feel like if it didn't, I would have to like come back with my tail between my legs and that would have been so bad. No, no. I I think you would have figured it out. I mean, look, you have this fierce personality, right? It takes a lot, a lot of guts to tell your dad who you love, who I know you love very, very dearly 
dad, I'm sorry, but for this time, I got to pick me. And not knowing whether you're going to repair that relationship ever, you know? Yeah. Especially, especially, sorry, continue. And I really really didn't think that our relationship would have ever been mended because Mm -hmm. he's such a powerhouse. And honestly, his entire family, like even his extended family, everybody just blindly listens to him, right? And I don't don't mean that in a negative way. I mean, I love them and they just, they respect him so much. I mean, he's he's a great leader. He's very successful and he's, he, he, uh, I've never met him. I have yet to meet him, but he sounds like someone who is not only inspirational, but who can lead a team properly. And that is someone who you look forward to, uh, up to. And and that's why it was odd to see his own, one of his daughters to, to, you know, stand against it but i think yeah it's very telling because you are your father's daughter i think the reason he's your father is why you did this it's because you yeah. want to be you you want to be independent you want to have that power to yourself yeah you don't want to be in control of anyone else you know and uh, and so i think that it's very telling and very understandable that you wanted to do you it's just yeah what's amazing and astonishing is not many people decide that to quit when they have something going mm. on for them. Like, let's say you're in a job, you're not happy, but you're getting paid. If you're getting paid, you're like, okay, why should I leave? Uh, and then, you know, what if I don't succeed? What if, what if, what if, what if, what if? But really quitting is the catalyst that yeah. provides you the, the, the opportunity to, to succeed. Because if you never mm. leave, you're never going to face that opportunity. A lot of people say, I'm going to find that safety net. And once I do, mm. I'll quit. But yeah. you're never going to find that safety net unless... Yeah, you, you have to feel the fear. Once you, have you to quit, feel the fear. that's when you're going to start seeing and looking Absolutely. and being hungry. Because now it's survival mode, you know? Previously, you yeah. had one foot in the door and one foot outside. But once you quit and you put yourself, you know, and and as long as you're not quitting and sitting on your ass, like you went and you joined mm. and you were pushing and you were trying to, to accelerate your career. Because like you said, you needed not only to prove to yourself that you could do it, to your dad that, hey, I'm, I'm going to yeah. do it. And, and this is something that I want to do. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. What you said, like survival mode, I just want to like tell everyone who's listening, when you're on survival mode, you are your best and you can make anything happen. Like if it depends, I mean, if your success, if your survival depends upon your success, it will happen. Like you will somehow make it happen because you're like, man, I'm never going to survive this. I have to succeed. You do it. Yeah. Like there were definitely points where I was like, dude, I just ended my relationship with my dad. I can never go back. What the hell am I going to do? Like, what did I do? <laughs> and like, he was like, he was and, like, it's and done. And you have like, anxiety and done. panic attacks and yeah, all of that. And, then like there, and there would be times where like, I wouldn't have my next movie signed and I would honestly go into a panic and I'd be like, fuck, like, did I make the wrong decision? Like, oh my God. And then, um, no, but like when, that's what, I mean, like continuing from your point, if your survival depends upon your success, like it will happen for sure. Yeah. yeah. Things just work yeah. out, you know? Yeah. The world gives you, cause you're working towards it and you want <laughs> it daily. And, and it just, I think everything aligns itself, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, um, what was I going to say? I forget now. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not in your mind here. <laughs> um, we were talking about um, your, your dad's survival mode and, and you have quit. And, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, no. So then um, after a couple of years when I 
was at a particular level of success. Like my dad started hearing about me and he was, uh, they were all like, oh, you know, she's, she's quite successful in what she's doing and stuff like this. Um, so I think it was at the beginning of this year in January, um, when my dad just came and he started talking to me, like everything was normal. And then I asked him, do you want to watch a movie of mine that just released? And he was like, sure, this was in March. And so me and the entire family and him, and we haven't spoken, seen each other for like five years. Yeah. And, uh, he comes into like uh, the cinema that we have at home and I play the movie for him and he watched the whole movie. And at the end of the movie, he's like, really nice, man. I'm proud of you. I'm like, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> So that it's good. Been it's been such... good. Yeah. It yeah, was amazing. It's... It was, I, I honestly, I didn't think that it was ever going to happen this lifetime. At least. I told you it would. I always told you. Yeah. Like, just yeah. keep patient, keep at it, you know? And I'm happy <laughs> it did because not only do you deserve it, I think when you talk about acting, people can see the fire in your eyes and the excitement and the joy. It yeah. So I think uh, him being your father, because he hasn't seen you in five years, he didn't understand that yet. But mm. the second he saw your work ethic translated into a movie and how exceptional you were, I still need to watch that movie, but how exceptional <laughs> you were in that movie, I'm sure. Um, it, he couldn't be anything less than proud, you know? It's yeah, hard yeah, yeah, to. Yeah. Um, so I'm very happy that you managed to get that closure and that happiness. Yeah, and now, it was nice. It was yeah. really nice. And now it's only yeah. going to be up uphill from here because now you have yeah, his support sure. in addition to your work sure. ethic, you know? So I'm very... Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Grateful. Yeah. yeah. So That's those are awesome. the two things I feel that have really driven me, you know, like first it was just the bullying mm -hmm. and then it was just the heartbreak from my dad, you know, like, uh, it really, like it really drove me like, and I realized that these things drive people so much. Like, uh, you know, when you're really heartbroken or you feel really shitty, man, like it really drives you in your career. Yeah. Um, but then I think I got to a point where I realized, man, I can't keep getting my heart broken to like, be ambitious or like push myself further. Of course, of course. So then I, I just, I was just like, no, you know what? I'm just going to keep working. Yeah. Uh, I don't have to be in a, a bad place or whatever to push myself. But I think that if you just wake up and do something consistently every single day, you're going to reach where you want to reach. You know what of I mean? Course, of and course. at the end of the day, you love doing what you're doing. Like I love doing what I'm doing every day. So I'm just going to keep doing that. Like people are always asking me, man, like, don't you have a vision and don't you have a trajectory and what are you doing and what, what do you want to do and where do you want to go and what kind of movies do you want to do? I'm like, man, I really enjoy the work that I'm getting. I'm really happy with the movies that I'm getting, with the roles that I'm playing and the success that those movies and those roles are getting. I'm really happy with it and I'm just going to consistently do that till the day that I die for sure. Yeah, so yeah, I'm just, I'm just kind of keeping it simple and yeah, just doing that. So I have uh, two things about you. And then also one thing about what you just said is that for me personally, I like to have a year goals. So in this year, what do I want to accomplish or not necessarily accomplish, but what do I want to do? You know, so, so mm -hmm. I want to cross this, 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 and that. So I have short-term goals for a year. Now in five to 10 years, I have a vision of who I want to be, what type of things I want to be doing, but not exactly, oh, I'm going to live there. Oh, I'm going to be doing this job. Oh, no, I know I yeah, want to do, yeah. I want to, I know I want to run businesses. I know I want to have something creative on the side, maybe acting, directing or something yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, and I know yeah, I want to start yeah. charity work. So eventually I want to also do that foundation. So that's what I want to do in, let's say 10, 15, 20 years. Mm -hmm. What attributes would I have if I was that person? And I tried to live by them today. 
you know? And I think those, that's why you shouldn't have too much of a long term because life sometimes just surprises you mm. and, you know, and mm-hmm. never works out the way you exactly planned it to a T, which is also the beauty of it because it's yeah. always better. What life gives you, if you manage, sometimes it gives you a shitty situation, but mm-hmm. that also goes towards you, Tanya. You're, you're a person that really understood that failure is not durable. You can really switch mm. it. You can take this yeah, L absolutely. and you can change it to a W, to a win. <laughs> and that's something that's, that's very unique. But mm-hmm. the second thing you said that was very incredible is you don't associate events or, or the, the um, results with previous events. And what I mean by saying that is that you, the two times you succeeded is when you were bullied and when your dad, when you faced that heartbreak and you yeah. realize that that success stemmed from that pain, but you realize mm. that, wait, I don't need this pain in order to succeed, yeah. which is yeah. a very, very important distinction to make because if yeah. you don't, yeah. you're going to continue yeah. in that vicious yeah. cycle. And you're, and you're and going you to keep creating those situations for yourself. Yeah. Exactly. You're going to manifest yeah. the situations yeah. or you're going to invite that energy towards you and it's not necessary, yeah. you know? And that's why when you mm. made this distinction where you know what, actually, I don't need pain to succeed. I just need to be mm. me and love what I'm doing. Yeah. Then you're going to even succeed a lot more because yeah. now yeah. You've, yeah. you've taken the good attributes from the failure and you disassociated it with the negative attributes mm. of that, that resulted in that failure. So I think that's yeah. something that a lot of people fail at or if they don't fail at it, they take a long time to figure out. Mm-hmm. So, so I think it's very important for anyone listening to realize those two distinctions that failure is never doable. Absolutely. You can change anything around. She failed in the beauty pageant, but that beauty pageant gave her the power to become, uh, yeah. you know, I'm telling you, her name is going to be everywhere in the future. 20 years from now, she's going to uh-huh. be in Hollywood. <laughs> she's going to be like your work ethic. It's, 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 it's very incredible. And so, so you know, I really hope that viewers will learn these two things from you. Yeah, I hope so. And uh, Wow, thanks for putting that in perspective. I mean, you articulated it so well. It pretty much put it in perspective for me. Thank you. Of course, my pleasure. That's what I try to do. <laughs> <laughs> but um, moving on to the charity work, you mentioned mm-hmm. a little bit about your sister and your brother uh, contributing to affordable housing and all of that. Yeah. That is also something important to you because I know you go to schools and you help girls all around. How do you know that? I have never, Come on. Yes, I've never you told did. you that though. Yes, you No, did. I didn't. No, I didn't. When, Tanya, did I, when did I tell you? When I visited you in India. No, even before. When we were here in Dubai the first time. I have a very good that. memory. It's both a blessing okay. and a curse. I have an exceptionally okay. good memory. Uh, I don't remember telling you, but that's so cool that you remember if I of did. Of course, of course. Um, um, yeah, so... Yeah. I mean, I can, con- I mean, I contribute whatever I can um, from whatever I make and how much time I can spend with them. So there are about 24 girls um, in this orphanage. It's called the Refuge Home. And uh, they're like my buddies now. Like I go and I meet them whenever I can, whenever I'm in Bangalore and stuff like that. And of course, like I take care of them in the, in my own capacity. But yeah, I mean, I was taking care of them previously, but I was working so much that I never got to spend time with them. But then I realized that the time that I can give, like, yeah, money is okay, whatever you support them, like financially, and that's fine too. But the time that I gave them, like I'd probably take all of them out for a movie. They value it so much more, man. Like it's crazy. Like, you know, all of them, like they, they, they don't have like a mom or dad or whatever. And, and 
you know they, just getting that love from someone and feeling like they're at home with someone it's you should like see them like i'll probably take you the next time if you ever come to bangalore I'm i'll not. take you to them like you should see wh- how their face lights up just when like you know you walk in and you're like you're talking to them and you're like asking them how they are it's amazing and honestly i feel like every time i'm feeling like Ugh, like whatever like it's the worst day ever just go and i be with them and it's just all gone yeah. it's just all gone you know i don't even think of anything else when i'm with them i don't even feel anything when i'm with them it's just it's it's amazing it's amazing they've contributed so much to my life and they've given me so much purpose you know what i mean mm-hmm. like so much purpose like the time that i spend with them and like the money that i spend like for them it's like it feels like the most worth it Yeah. the money that i'm spending you know i mean you're uh, all changing good, your lives good. you know which is something it's incredible good. you know and like you yeah. said it's not only monetary it's just yeah, the figure of, of being of, with them yeah, yeah. and it's reciprocated yeah. it's both ways like you said they feel inspired by you i'm sure and they love you as as someone who's you know that genuinely cares about them and they can see yeah. it and then you feel it In- from them to you yeah in two weeks they're all going to come over and we're going to watch my movie Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, That's exciting. Going to watch my movie together. Yeah. Are a lot of them like, "Oh, we want to be actresses because you're an actress." <laughs> no, none of them are like that. No, no, no. no. How old are they? Uh cuz they're young, right? So um, they, look- they range they range from like um five, one of the, I mean the youngest one is like five and the oldest one is like 18, like 17. Okay. okay. So yeah. That's and cool. they're 24 of them. So yeah. 24, yeah. They're cute. That's amazing. I yeah. love them. Yeah, I'm sure I'd love to meet them one day. It would be really cool. Yeah. 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 No, that's amazing because I think that's uh, it's important for people to have a figure of of that cares about them and also a mentor in a lot of ways because I think mm-hmm. that it's uh, it changes someone's life. It really really does. When when someone lends a hand and more than a hand actually is there to care about you and to show you what's right, what's wrong and what's uh, I think it's that's one of the main things i want to do in life it's i do mm. want to mentor like five to eight kids also help a lot more but i want mm. to mentor kids but them not only through school and college but also be a guiding figure yeah yeah you know? yeah because there is i feel a lot of toxicity in the world um mm-hmm. there is also a lot of great and goodness in this world things yeah a yes. lot of people tend to focus on the negative because mm. uh, you know whether it be social media whether it be human nature to try and feel You, everyone wants a scapegoat, right? Everyone wants to blame yeah. some someone or something or some event. Like a lot of people are telling me, "Oh, now I'm stuck for uh, three, four, five months in my home. What am I doing?" Da 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 da. I mm. personally change it around. I worked out a lot. I watched a lot of. Uh, I watched TV. I did enjoy it, but I also started my podcast. You know, I started doing nice. a lot of different things. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. It always is up to you, and I think that individuals tend to go towards the negative. Because it's yeah. an easy thing to do. Yeah, it's not, it's yeah. not easy to, to be positive. I've had mm, shitty it's things not. in the yeah, past couple sure. of weeks. You know, my last couple of weeks weren't the easiest necessarily weeks in my life. But I have to remind. Why? Myself, What happened? Well, my dad. We had a little bit of a cancer scare with my dad, so that was a little bit, a uh, little bit scary. Yeah, yeah. But, you told uh, me about that one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So that was. Uh, That was a bit of a scare, but thankfully he's, you know, we're doing what we can and, and alhamdulillah, it's not cancer. So that's, that's good. And, yeah. um, so, so it wasn't the easiest uh, two weeks, but at the same time, it's yeah. like, everything is happening for me, not against me. Everything's happening mm. for him, not against him. 
and whatever it is, we deal with it. You know, there's no way yeah. me feeling sorrow, me feeling shitty about it is not going to change the situation. It's only going to yeah. make me feel worse. So mm-hmm. rather than feel worse, I try to keep busy and try to be positive because I think that's the only way you can take life, you know? One of my uh, good friends who I really want you to meet, uh, he once told me, um, he's like, if I've learned anything in life, he's 49 now. He's like, if I've learned anything in life is that you should just laugh at everything. And uh, he's had, he's had a pretty, he's had a great life, but he's also had very difficult situations in his life. You know, his, 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 his story is, is inspiring and, and, and he's had, I hope to have him soon on the podcast, but um, it was really it resonated with me when he said that because you just have to laugh no matter what happens. Yeah. 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 And the end, even, even if you're faking it, because I think there's some scientific study, I forget, don't quote me on this, but I believe I read this somewhere that even if you smile and just faking a smile, like your body's actually feels better, you know, it actually does release uh, serotonin or, or one of those, you know, like, like you feel better and eventually it actually, just goes you. away. Yeah. I'm going to I'm going to try that. I've you should. Done it before, but I'm going to try. Yeah. It. And try it maybe with your anxiety. You're like fuck you anxiety. Just yeah. smile around, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to I'm yeah, going to yeah. Smile around. Yeah. So right now it sounds like the kids are your output for whenever you're feeling Yeah. Sick. Yeah. Definitely, definitely, definitely. Yeah. It's nice having, you know, that that sort of I, Yeah, having uh, someone. And I think what drew me to them was I mean, the same thing, like, you know, um, they're orphans and they don't really have a mom or dad. Yeah. And when I, I kind of felt like, you know, I didn't have my dad with me. Um, I was just kind of, we could, I could just like, yeah, I mean, I could just like, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. You feel empathy for them. See, that's yeah, also I another mean, thing. Not only did it lead to your success, but it led to positive uh, attributes that make you you. Yeah. You had this new sense of empathy because of that negative event of losing your dad. But mm. now you have your dad and you still have that empathy, which is yeah, yeah. which is very important. Very, very important. Mm. Yeah. So um, when do you think your next project after October? Is it gonna be a long one? Is this a Netflix one or um no. Um so I have like two movies that I'm doing at the end of the year. Mm-hmm. And they're both probably gonna start around the same time, end of September, beginning of October. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I can really. I mean, we're going to. How do you prepare for these roles, by the way? Because you play different characters, you know? So, how do you prepare mentally for these roles? Do you have a process at all, or do you just kind of go with it? So, um, the thing is that more often than not, when you get to the set and before you get into your scenes, the director really gets you into that character and that um, mind frame. And that emotional state of what the scene is, like he will really, I mean, if you have a good director, hopefully, um, he can really get you into the character, you know, and really sink your teeth into it and like really get you into that mind space and that emotion frame. So mostly it's just, you have to have a good dynamic with your director so that he can communicate with you what exactly what he wants. But there were a couple of times where um, I had to play like a cop uh, a really assertive uh, and uh, sort of masculine uh, mm-hmm. lady cop. And uh, for that, I think I um, I watched a lot of movies that had characters like that in them. Mm-hmm. And I took away a lot of like the body language 
or, or the way that she talks yeah. and or the way that she like looks at people and treats people and a lot of her body language I picked that up and more often times than not and I think every actor is like that like to be an actor you do have to have a certain emotional intelligence like a certain mm-hmm. level of emotional intelligence and I think just by observing people like just talking to people and observing people you pick up so much stuff you know what I mean yeah like um, you pick up like so much, like even if it's just like talking to your mom or talking to someone new that you met or like um, talking to a friend or anything like that, you pick up so much stuff, like 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 subtle things, you know, like body language and like expressions or something that you're talking about and then they want to hide it. Like you, you're constantly like storing that in the back yeah. of your brain. And so then it gets easy to like, you know, just become this person. Just take like, it out, I yeah. Think yeah, like I think the last movie that I did, uh, the character was a lot like, um, a lot like my sister. Really? And so, yeah, a lot like my sister. I mean, through a couple of her phases, she okay. was a lot like her. And um, yeah, and I, I, I basically just invite that vibe into the character. Like I was just playing my sister, like whatever I could recall from how she would be and all of this, I was just doing that in the movie and it really worked. I mean, it helped. Um, that's a good way of putting it. Are you still with me? Cause you're frozen. And I think we might've lost her. Hello. Yes. Now you you're back. Yes. Now you're back. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, no, I think that's, that's a good way to put it. I never thought about it this way because you definitely can draw back from people. Mm. I mean, I think, I think it's something that you realize if you're in the career, because then you realize, Oh, I remember <laughs> you, you, once you read the characteristics and the plot line of a character, you realize, okay, this kind of makes sense that my friend or my uncle or this whatever interaction mm. reminds me of this person and you draw inspiration from it. So I never thought about it that way. It makes sense. Yeah. yeah. And I think uh, der- deriving all of these things like body language, emotion, like, you know, these subtle things from real people just makes your performance uh, situation and a real person. Yeah. So yeah. We lost yeah, you for a bit. Makes you makes you more believable. Yeah. It definitely yeah, does. Yeah. It definitely does. And how did you find your first movie? That's, yeah. How did you come across um, your first movie? So after the pageant, basically, if you're in the top five, if you're the top five girls, um, you sign up with an agency. And um, my agency sent me for a movie audition. So I went for the audition and then the director liked me and he was like, hey, you want to do this movie? And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> and then I got my first movie. Yeah. That's awesome. How just things just worked <laughs> out, right? <laughs> it did. It's crazy. Thank God. Like, yeah. It's crazy how it worked out. Yeah, that's amazing. It's uh, like, yeah. it's such a happy story and the way it just like worked itself out. Fell into place. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, things are meant to be. Always. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. 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 And uh, yeah. do you have any advice for any upcoming actors or actresses that are trying to get into the field, uh, what they should focus on, what they should, you know, cause, cause a lot of people also don't, didn't have your experience. They have to go to a lot of auditions and whatnot. So do you have any tips maybe when you audition for movies now or anything? So words of advice? I, I, I just want to tell, uh, the people becoming actors, if you really want to do it and if you really enjoy it, are you still with me, Khalid? Yes, I am. Yes, I okay. am. <laughs> if you really want to do it and if you really enjoy it and you feel like, man, this is 
just really what I want to do. Just do it. Go for it. You know, You're, are you waiting to like take that first step? Take it. I mean, it may be a long journey to get where you want to be or it may not. It may happen in an instant for you even, but stick it out and stick with it, you know, and take that like solid decision. Don't be wishy-washy about it. Just be confident and take that decision. And I promise you, things are gonna come together and it's just gonna work out for you because that's just how it works. You know, mm-hmm. when you're unwavering in your decision and you're like, man, okay, this is it. I'm gonna go for it. It may take its time. It may take a really long time. Like I've been through, I've been through maybe 10,000 auditions and I only done like 10 movies. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I've been kicked out halfway through projects. All of this shit I mean, is gonna happen, but that's okay. It's totally okay. It's part of the process and it's part of building who you are and getting you to where you want to be. But um, if you want to do it, you got to take that decision like unwavering and not go back and forth and just stick it out because it it may take its time. It may not, but it will happen. It will for sure. And don't have doubts of yourself, even when you fall, like you said, you know? Yeah. That's amazing. That's a good way to put it. So, do you have any uh, anything else? Because I know you do have other meetings. So do you have any other things that you want to get out there to your audience or to um, to me no, or to anything? Was, yeah, that was pretty much it. But I really enjoyed this podcast. It was so chill out and easy to do. And normally I get so much anxiety doing um, interviews. But this was really nice. It was okay. just like you know, just kicking it with a friend. So it was good. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, same and, here. And um, actually waiting to see like all your podcasts and I know I that it's going to be like huge. I'm so glad that I <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate it. And I am very honored and happy that you're here. This is one of my favorite episodes right now. And, oh, uh, <laughs> and um, let's, uh, I mean, who knows? Maybe we'll have you back, but next time we'll discuss more uh, topics rather than yeah, uh, who totally. you are. Um, yeah. So I am Sounds very proud good. of you to summarize it. And um, I'm pretty, I'm really proud of you as well, Khalid. Really, and, really proud uh, of you. Everyone in the comments is going to be like, oh, you guys are very happy <laughs> right now. What are you doing? <laughs> but hey, this is friendship. But take notes. But um, yeah, so uh, good luck on, on your next endeavors. And Thank uh, you. We'll, we'll stay in touch anyway. So. <laughs> yes. And I'll yeah. probably see you soon because I'm yeah. going to be back in Dubai because my friends are waiting for me. Yeah. Yeah, me being yeah. one of them, you know. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. yeah. uh, thank you so for I'll coming see you again. Soon then. Yeah. Thank you.